that was a slow crack open welcome to the speak your peace podcast uh my name is ian mcnaughton biggie here uh we have a lot to talk about even though i have nothing planned uh no agenda or anything with syp creator scott who is with us on the line scott how's it going oh it's going great i'm uh i'm reliving life it's my friday if you will um enjoy cracking a beer have you know time for a good pod i'm looking forward to it yes this is going to be a a great pod where uh we will discuss things and topics and issues maybe who knows uh I, mostly, I, mostly olympics mostly, is it mostly olympics you wanted to talk about today is, I mean, it because, is it because your blue jays are struggling and they're not the seattle manners who are on a roll right now did they just win today the jays uh, won uh the jays might have won i don't know for sure yeah, I, yeah. I know that i know the manners won the manners beat the rays manners are six and oh against tampa bay this season by the way pretty good for in tampa's first place or second place no uh i think they're now down to second place since seattle won today. yeah yeah uh seattle's a game up on the blue jays by the way so seattle's 58 and 50 toronto's 55 49 okay Toronto's back home, by the way. I, I know we're going to talk about Olympics, but did you see that about the Blue Jays going back to Rogers? I did. Yeah, time? July thirtieth was their first uh, their home opener, if you will. I think all the players, every I think everyone's happy they're back, and it it's about time. Like it's you know get them home. They've been like kind of displaced for two years, almost a year, season and a half. So it's nice that they're back home, and um, yeah, it's it's good for the fans, good for everyone. Um, sucks for like people trying to cross the border with you know the, the whole vaccination thing and all that but um yeah it's good overall it's good uh speaking of which i don't know who i need to talk to at homeland security or uh, uscdc but like let, let's let's open up the border with the u.s best idea i've had in a while open the u.s border and close the albertan border that's i think smart idea stop letting all the albertans in why would we close the albertan border what's wrong with them uh i don't know if you've seen how good things are in alberta or how they're treating covid but actually i haven't but maybe i just i'm not educated enough i don't know well you know they're not you know just and i think later this month they're going to start ruling alberta where it's like if you uh if you have covid you don't necessarily have to isolate damn that's interesting also, uh, speaking of the Blue Jays and Manners, uh, the Manners have a negative 48 run differential and the Blue Jays have a, a plus 109. So... <laughs> that's, that's insane. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, what do you want to talk about the Olympics first? The fact that uh, the Americans have the most medals, uh, the fact that Canada actually is doing quite well. I think I don't know if they're top five in medal count. But they're, they're top 15. I think they're 12. Right now, as we speak in medals, um, oh wow, uh, Lydia Cole almost hold out on eighteen. Um, I'm watching women's golf right now. Brooke Henderson is three, shot three over par today. It's not great, but she's known to bounce back, and she'll be, yeah, she'll she'll be hopefully hopefully she'll have a good uh, showing tomorrow or I guess later today. I don't know. It's so weird with Tokyo and well, well the problem well, well the problem with doing this pod so we're recording this podcast about nine o'clock on Tuesday night. The problem is that it's now um like midday in tokyo so it's like things are happening as we speak like people are winning medals as we speak so yeah. it makes it a little difficult but they are um yeah there's again so much to cover um i think maybe we'll just do a quick rapid fire of stuff that 
you know, has been like big headlines. Maybe um, I want to talk about the two guys in men's high jump, uh, the guy from Qatar and the guy from Italy that yeah. shared their combo, which was super sick. I think their final height was like two point three seven meters, which. Yeah, I think that I was gonna say two point three, but it, it's like still a, a a better high jump than I could ever do. Like a, a really for, impressive. For reference, two point three seven meters is about it's it's probably I think it's about eight feet, so it's taller than Shaq, taller than I was gonna say taller than Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely taller. Kevin Kevin Durant's only like two point one meters or something tall. Yeah, something like that. Anyways. Um, yeah, I just want that's a great, great deal of sportsmanship right there, and um, such a cool moment from the Olympics. Not just what's well, all the Olympics is all about, right? And that was really cool to see that. Um, I think uh, high jump was actually the event. There's a Canadian guy that won it in Rio 2016. I forget his name, but um, he he won high jump in the last Olympics. So it was a Canadian guy. He wasn't in the running this year, but um, yeah, good for the guy from Qatar and the guy from Italy for I think they're good friends too, but it which helps. But um, I was gonna say they've probably um they probably have like been on the same circuit for however many years. Yeah. Like they probably know each other from being on the same circuit together. Oh, um gosh. so Canada's medals, by the way. Uh Canada has three gold, including yep. uh Maggie McNeil in the swimming one hundred meter women's one hundred meter butterfly, uh Maud Sharon who won the women's 64 kilogram weightlifting gold. Oh. Uh, she lifted uh, 236. I'm guessing that's kilos because they do kilos. And... No, no, no. That's, are you kidding? 236 kilos? That's massive. I, well, because they do kilos. Oh, maybe, maybe you're right. That's 520 pounds, just so you know. Yeah, so I, that's, I, I'm thinking that sounds about right. That seems high. Maybe that's just me, but that seems like like a huge number. I they do. They, I'm I'm looking at the ESPN website, which is probably not the site to look on, but they just have 236 as the result. So I'm guessing kilos because they do kilos okay. at right. the Olympics. Uh, and then the women's uh, rowing eights. Oh, that's uh, right. That was the other gold medal for Canada. Won the other gold medal for Canada. Um, medals. Um, yes. Penny Alexiak, who is current uh, now the most decorated Canadian Olympian of all time. Fun fact, I didn't know this. Her first name's actually Penelope. Hmm. I didn't know they do. The more Penny, you know. The more you know, yeah. Penny has yeah. a ring to it. Um, no, it's awesome because of the fact, like, she's 21 years old, I'm 21 years old, and she's already accomplished way more than I ever will, and, and has done way more than I. But, I mean, you know, I don't know if you as a kid ever had this, like, you know, I always had, like, the, I'm going to play, like, either, like, the Everett Silvertips, or I'm going to yeah. go. Like, you know, as a little kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to go play hockey in, in the NHL. And then as you get older, you're like, ah, that, that's probably, that's that's probably, especially for me, considering I never really played hockey much as a young kid. But yeah, this is probably yeah. going to happen. Uh, no, I, I think every kid has, a, has that dream. And whatever, you know, whatever sport, whatever their true passion is. Um, I, I always had a dream growing up. I thought I'd be the first on center in the Anaheim Ducks or, uh, you know, first on center in Team Canada. That was always a dream for me. And or even like when I played ball, I thought I'd be the starting catcher for Toronto Blue Jays. That would that was, or you know, I'd take Jose Bautista's spot when he retired. Yeah, um, that was that was like that was legit. That wasn't too long ago. Um, but again, great for great job for Penny and what she's done, and um, it's really cool seeing her. I don't want to say progression, but she's always just 
she's just like become a star so quickly like so many other young athletes in Canada for that matter it's really cool to see where things are gonna go uh one of Canada's greatest athletes all time you would I mean you would have to I think she's up there for one of the greatest Canadian athletes of all time Penny Uh oh yeah I think Penny might win the Lou Marsh this year probably there's a good chance that would happen that that's gonna happen um I I mean just just fantastic watch just so fun to watch and so fun to you know support yeah like a very a very easy person to root for Somebody who you love to support during the Olympics. Um, and her Twitter game is pretty fire too, I must say. Which, yes. Which helps. And I think, but, but Ian, to your point as well, um, she's such a um, lovable, likable personality. And she's just a person that people can, you can really be a fan of her, which it makes things really easy. And um, yeah, again, great. You know, Penny's very deserving. I mean, swimming, I will say swimming is probably one of the easiest sports to become the most decorated Olympian. That and maybe speed skating, but still unbelievable accomplishment from from penny on that um so, so did you see this thing i think it was complex complex who posted it but if you train for a sport for like four years i'm gonna see if i can pull this up but they, they had oh, a post i did see this actually yeah yes the sport where if you train for four years yep and, and you got i don't know however much money to do this sport sure or you know if you got a gold medal you got so much money uh what sport would that be? And they had all of them up. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Yeah. You have four years to train and win a bronze in one of these, in, in one of these to win $50 million, which one you think you could do. And it's all like the summer, um, summer sports. Yeah. I mean, if I think, I, I think, sh- I think shooting's up there. Is it shooting? I think would be up there for me for you. Okay. I mean, like if we include winter sports, I would say ice hockey, but that's again. That's, I don't think it's. I think I think it's, it's just all. There, the there is hockey, but it's it's the field hockey on there. Um, field hockey is really hard, by the way. Coming from ice hockey, field hockey is really a difficult sport, believe it or not. Um, uh, handball, I think, would rock. Yeah. Okay. That I I think I could do well in. I would, I don't know. I would say golf, maybe golf for me, or um, table tennis. I was a good table tennis player back in the day. I, you know, I played some. I played a bit of Don Ross. Not, you know, not a big deal. Um, we all played table tennis at Don Ross. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, dude. Um, are you also going to talk about uh, Canada's women's soccer team making it well, to the gold medal against? Yeah, that's uh, huge. Well, I mean, first of all, they're guaranteed a medal, but yes. shut. Shout out to um, Christine Sinclair and Jesse Fleming. That, I think that was a really cool moment that was kind of shared. It was very symbolic in a way of passing the, t- the torch. This is presumably Sinclair's last Olympics. But again, we said that two Olympics ago. So who knows how much, how many more Olympics she'll actually show up to. But um, she, what she did, she basically like bounced the ball and like handed it to Fleming. She's like, okay, take this ball and score. And she did against the americans who are the number one ranked women's soccer team in the world yeah it's uh, so cute to see canada's or america's little sister finally win a game finally win a game uh, off of off a questionable penalty but that's soccer there's questionable penalties all over the place but are you kidding that was a foul no doubt about it yeah kind the of sold it a little the bit girl kicked um what's her name i forgot the canadian girl's name um 
right in the back of the legs. Like, yeah, a little and it, was, it was okay. If the debate was it's in the box or not, it was in the box. Or is the debate the foul itself? It's a, it's a, it's a little, it's a little sketch. I don't think so. But anyways, it, I'm just I'm box. just watching it now. I'm just watching it now, so you can like carry the conversation for like a bit. That's cool, but like, well, I, I mean, I'm just gonna express the fact that it was definitely a penalty, and Fleming buried it. I mean, to be fair, um, American goalie picked the right side. Oh but... yeah, that's a, to- oh that's a total sell job. There's no way. Are you kidding? That's a total sell job. Are you kidding? When you're running that fast, you're not selling that, and you get. I, I don't know. It's again. I, I I did see it, and I think it's a foul. But maybe that's just you know hard. It's hard for me to say that as I'm wearing a Canadian jersey. But that's that's just me. So I don't even. Um, I, I don't. I don't feel like I'm saying that because I'm also an American fan. As, a, as somebody, by the way, we had this debate as well. Soccer is like the most overrated Olympic sport because of the fact that you're limiting yourself to your arms or to not using your arms. You're only using your legs. You're not, because soccer, you're basically forbidden to use your arms and your hands to succeed in the sport. Well, this, I think this argument's ridiculous. That's what we talked about on a Saturday, but I think that argument's ridiculous. But you're, of course, you can use your, like, you're not, how do I explain this properly? Like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're trying to say. I get, I get, I get what you're trying to say. And it's, and it's a bad take because basically if you want to succeed in soccer, you're not allowed to use your your hands and your arms because it's illegal. Whereas running, you're allowed to use, you know, in some running events, you're allowed to use your elbows. But are you not running in soccer? Is, are you? Yes, but yeah. So if you see soccer, are you going to see a soccer player running like, like that with, with their hands to the side? No, that looks stupid. No, but we're not. I'm not talking about giving them an extra boost, like running wise, momentum wise. Yeah, I'm talking about trying, trying to score a goal, trying to score to win. Sure, but using you ever, your using your hands and arms doesn't help you with that in soccer. I disagree. Have you ever seen Alfonso Davies run? You see how fast that kid flies. You think he scored a few goals running down the left side? Out of the left back position, runs down the sideline and scores a goal. I guarantee you, he scored it. Done but, but he's not allowed to use his hands and arms to do so. No, but he's using his arms. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to say is that you're not you're like soccer. You're not allowed to use your hands and arms. So have you not seen the goal where the guy throws it in and the other guy and his buddy bicycle kicks? I, I think it was might have been Arsenal or uh, Liverpool. I have no idea. It was but... a few years ago, Prem goal. Anyways, Arsenal guy throws it in, throw with his hand throws it in and the guy bicycle kicks the ball into the net so but isn't it it's also stupid in hockey like remember in the nhl when andrew shaw scored that playoff get, playoff goal with the hitting the puck off his head and then it was actually disallowed because you're not allowed to score off your head i think they changed that rule i don't think they did because i think the nhl stupid and they wouldn't give a shit but it was it was stupid and that's why the nhl frustrates me uh, any other Olympic um, conversations or topics that we're missing out of? I yeah. here's the thing. I think the Olympics are boring, and they need to like either give it a half of these sports or make it more X Gamesy and make it more you know eventful and exciting because there's just hardly any excitement. It seems like with the IOC. I think part of it's because there's no fans in Tokyo, which makes things really difficult to bring the excitement to bring like the rush of a crowd. I don't know. It's 
like it, it's same thing with any with anything during this pandemic it's it's kind of hard to do anything properly or like it used to be um there is one topic i do want to talk about and, all and right that's simone, and that's simone biles oh yeah she's fucking incredible yeah she's holy she's the goat. she's the goat without a doubt um at least in in women's gymnastics no doubt about it, probably in gymnastics in general what um, are the what are the greatest athletes of all time absolutely like so i'm those of you that don't know simone biles um she basically withdrew from the women's all-round gymnastics event which she was favored to win by the way uh, she was favored to win um and she stated that it was for mental health reasons and there was some backlash about that because like well you, you know you've been doing training for four years and of course of all times to have a mental lapse you have one now but a lot of people had had her support and that's you know the beautiful thing about this whole thing is that it's you know of someone of her of her um what's the right word of her status of her, of her status prestige. of her yeah of her, that's a good word, of her prestige and her what she, her success and what she's done she of all people has said it's okay to not be okay and that's you know we're we're big uh, promoters of mental health and positive mental health here on this on this brand and i think it's really important that to see someone like her you know a, a successful olympic athlete and someone of color albeit um make you know show that it's okay not okay and it's really cool that um that i'm a huge fan of it i get it like if imagine there was something Mac, i think rory mcelroy said that was really cool he talked about you know how northern ireland only has six or seven million people in the country and the u.s has 300 million people think about all that pressure on your shoulders and she she's brave enough to stand up and say no i need to take time for myself and i need to just be in myself and come back and i'll be stronger and i think she's actually competing in her next event which i think is tomorrow or later today um but yeah and and the whole point of this is just good for simone she stood up she is looking after herself first and that's super important in the grand scheme of things uh, I I was gonna say that's well worded. Uh, I couldn't say it better myself. I I was, uh, you know, totally supportive and understanding of where she's coming from because I think we all have those moments and none of for the most part none of us you and I or anybody listening to this are probably gonna be competing in the Olympics anytime soon. So I couldn't imagine what it's like facing the pressure of training and competing for the Olympics and then having to go to Tokyo where obviously things are not great in Japan right now uh, and, and trying to compete in the Olympics with all that pressure, I'd probably be a nervous wreck, but it, it's, it's incredible to see. She's one of the greatest athletes of all time. And I, I'm glad she took the opportunity to talk about mental health. And I think I, I, it's always good to have the conversation because I think if, you know, some people forget about it or some people it just, you know, goes in one year and goes out the other, like some people forget about it, but no, it, it is important. It is, you know, a serious conversation for a lot of people. So absolutely. Yeah. You hopefully, hopefully people, you know, hopefully the pay, the takeaway for a lot of people is that she's an athlete. She deserves to have as much time off as she feels like she needs just do what you need to do. Do what you think is best for you. Absolutely. And uh, people are going to be supportive. No doubt about it. Or they should be at least. And uh, unfortunately there were some people that weren't, and that's really too bad is that they've clearly never 
been you know played sports before because it's like well you know think you know the amount of not just physical energy that's expended but mental energy as well that's expended and it's so a lot of sports especially something like gymnastics where there's so you know detail so detail oriented and there's also you know you have to plan yeah you have to plan it out yeah there's the execution part of it too plus you're on, on a global stage no fans in the stands but still pressure is still there nonetheless um and to be able to perform it yeah it's it's unbelievable what some of those athletes can do you don't like Simone Biles taking time off? Okay, you go work on the beam yeah. or whatever. You you yeah. go do. Let's, let's, see, let's see you do a double cartwheel. Yeah. Into flip and then uh, land it perfectly. Let's see you do that. And sure. if you don't do it, if you fail miserably, everybody's going to laugh at you and you're going to be the la- laughing stock uh, of the internet. So good luck. Yeah, good luck. Um, speaking of American athletes, yes. um, talk about Xander Shoffley. Your, who, your boy? I like him. He's a good player. Um, JT, still JT, Cameron Champ. Um, okay. But yes, I, I like Xander. Xander's always been a great player. Um, but he won. He was a gold medalist in the men's golf tournament that ended on well Saturday night, Sunday morning, um, in the wee hours for us. Um, but yeah, it's a big, big win for Xander. Um, second place was... Uh, Rory Sabatini from Sabatini, yes, and then and third Pan. place was CT Pan. But yes. before that was determined, there was a seven-way playoff for third place, which I think took about six or seven holes of golf to play. Um, I, th- I think you're right. I don't know for sure, but that sounds right. Um, play uh, notable um playoff competitors were Rory McIlroy, um, Colin Morikawa from the United States, McIlroy from Northern Ireland. CT Pan from Taiwan, and I believe um, Mat- Matsuyama. Matsuyama from Japan was the other one, yes. the hometown favorite. So, um, no medals for Morikawa or Matsuyama, but um, still great finish. And again, it's I think you know is golf back? Is golf back in the in the Olympics? Do you think? Um, you know, the, the problem with go- here's the thing is that. I like having golf in the Olympics. I don't mind it being in the Olympics. Uh, I think it's had a bit of a slow start because I remember people weren't totally in favor of the real Olympics because of the conditions down there at that golf course. And I think there was some sort of flu or... The Zika virus was a huge issue. Zika Um, virus was a huge thing. So so Brazil kind of got a bad rap in 2016. So you didn't have the cream of the crop going down there. I wouldn't uh, say that. I, I, you had a no. few guys, but I don't think it was, it wasn't as um, big as it could have been. Like, I think you still uh-huh. had some great guys in 2016, but I, let me, I just want to pull up because, and then the other issue with 2021 is these Olympics are just, I've just been off the rails since COVID. So yeah, but that's not really Japan's fault. No, it's... God, no, no. This isn't. I'm not blaming Brazil or Japan. I'm just saying, like, kudos for them for putting golf in the Olympics. It's just had a like a, a big hill to overclimb to become like a popular, regular, yeah, fun Olympic sport. Did you see uh, JT's post by the way about his flying mileage, uh, like since July 4th? No, is it insane? So he, since his four-week stretch flying mileage, he posted this on Instagram. Sure. July 4th, uh, PBI to Detroit. I don't know where PBI is. Well, no idea. July so, 4th, that would have been um, 
PBI. I'm gonna find that. Uh, find that out. Uh, PBI Airport. Okay, Palm Beach. Oh, that's the one. Palm Beach. She went from Palm Beach to Detroit, which is uh, over 1,300 miles. Sure. Detroit to Edinburgh, which is over 3,500 miles. It's a long trip. Yeah, it's like an eight-hour flight. July 11th, he went from Edinburgh to Heathrow, which is 400 miles. And then July 18th, he went from Heathrow to Palm Beach again, which is 40, over 4,300 miles. July 24th, he went from Palm Beach to Atlanta, which is over 500 miles. From Atlanta to Tokyo, which is nearly 6,900 miles. And, and then on August 2nd, uh, he went from Tokyo to Memphis, which is 6,500 miles. It's ridiculous. So total in the last month, he has traveled 23,587 miles. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like... 40,000 kilometers. Yeah. I think. We're close. It's, it's, a, lo- it's a lot of fucking flying that he's done for golf. Um, I just but again, to- think about the, the tournaments that's been, that's been, like the Open was three weeks ago, and, you know. The Open, been- the Olympics, all this it- bullshit layovers in Detroit, you know, all this sort of thing. Hey, it's, you know, that's I think that's a big part of professional sports is that you know you're flying everywhere and think about the miles that the canucks log in a year or you know just think of another team maybe like san jose the Trump. seahawks the fucking the seahawks, seahawks fly out well, football teams don't travel every every day like some teams do they travel like the trailblazers how about the portland trailblazers the portland yeah, trailblazers they, travel a fuck ton they travel a lot too yeah those damn west coast teams i tell you Pacific Northwest, but um, no, I th- no. Here's the thing: I I'm really excited for golf when it goes to France in three years. Like I think there you have a really you have a good opportunity to succeed. You shouldn't have the barriers that or, or the obstacles you've had to overcome with golf in the last couple of years. That's why I think oh, France the France golf tournament in in three years should be really good. So I'm excited to see that. Oh yeah, are you gonna be there? Of uh, Probably not for the 2024 Olympics. I, I'm. I think I'm saving up for the uh, was it 2028 in LA. In Los that's Angeles, what, yeah. That's what I think is when like SYP is going to be really kicking ass. Is going down to yeah. LA for two weeks in you know July and August when it's just hot as balls and just absolutely <laughs> thriving in uh, in California yeah. and Santa Monica. There you go. 2030. You better. You better, you better be coming down with me then. Well, uh, might be 2030 Olympics in Vancouver. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's bullshit. Okay. What? Here's the thing. Okay. Listen, hosting the Olympics is not great. It, it's, but it's a financial burden. Well, no shit. It it displaces a lot of people for two weeks. It can. Can. It can. It it did to homeless people in 2010, but. Yeah, and, and it's not like we don't. It's, and, and it's a good thing we don't have a homeless problem now, 10 plus years later. Like it's a good thing that's not an issue. And I think hosting the Olympics are kind of overrated. I think part of what makes the Olympics cool is like going to see, you know, going different places to see the Olympics. Okay. Also, who is it? It was Aquilini, or it was the last guy who ran the uh, Olympics when they were in Vancouver. It might have been John Furlong. Yeah, who name? said like, oh, you said, oh, hosting the, the Olympics in 2030 will be great because we'll already have the infrastructure already in place. It's just well, like, that's, no, that's it's true. Just, 
It's just like, no, you fucking ass. Like, like some parts, yeah, but it's like you, you expect like the Sky Train that we have now to host all these fucking people in 10 years' time? No, that's not fucking happening, you assholes. Like, maybe the Olympics will help, you know, provide money to build infrastructure. No, like, it doesn't. I- it always just goes to the IOC. That's all where this money goes to. It goes to IOC, Budweiser, McDonald's, Visa, MasterCard. That's all where this money goes to. It doesn't go back to any communities. I don't know. That's that's not what I see. I mean, look at some of the venues in. There's always two two sides to an argument, right? I think, the I mean, look at the Richmond Olympic Oval. That's a mint facility, still to this day, still well used. Um, obviously, you know what was called GM Place, what was called Canada Hockey Place, is now Rogers Arena, and that's got had some upgrades done for the Olympics. Still um, not. It's still an okay arena. It's not that great of an arena. Well, okay, because it's not rogers place it's not brand new but i've never been to rogers place i have no idea what that's like but i much prefer the the arena and going to a game a coyotes game or like a ducks game than a canucks game uh, by the way i tried to get tickets for the uh kraken had their pre-sale tickets today on tuesday i wasn't paying like almost 200 dollars per ticket to go yeah to go catch, catch some games what? i'll try i'm gonna get media creds to go cover the kraken Oh, you are. That's, That's my it. goal. That's my goal. So I don't have to pay two hundred dollars to go see the fucking senators and and Kraken on a Thursday night in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a good thing. Um. Anyway, no, I no, I don't think you should host the Olymp- like Winter Olympics. No, just let let a, let other countries who are willing to wastefully spend millions of dollars host it. I mean, I don't know. It's a good backup option, I guess. I think, you know, it'd be like, I, I see both sides and it, sure, it's a financial burden and taxpayer dollars are going to play a role in it as well. But again, it's good, good for the country. It's good for Canada's, especially the Winter Olympics. Canada seems to really love the Winter Olympics. And is that maybe because of the hockey? Yes. But like, look at the other sports that are involved, you know, the skiing, the yeah, you know, you wouldn't be having this conversation if Canada if Sidney Crosby didn't score in the gold medal game. In, no, in, uh, no, no, no. That we wouldn't, we wouldn't no. be having, we wouldn't be having no. that conversation. No, 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 no. Time out. See, no. this is no. This is why every everybody's just living off fumes of Sidney Crosby scoring the golden goal for Team Canada at the Olympics. It's like, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do it in the same place so we can ha- recreate this moment all over again. Except yeah. it's not Crosby; it's McDavid, and he's getting the assist from power forward Matthew Kachuk maybe I don't know but just like that's what you're he's American let's be real you're not Matthew Kachuk just some power forward uh, you're still butthurt that uh, Ryan Miller led in a five-hole goal to lose a gold medal let's be real no I'm disappointed that Roberto Luongo is a gold medalist and Ryan Miller isn't because Luongo was not good in that he was okay in that game he was not that good in in the whole run to the gold (laughs) And Ryan Miller was the greatest goalie on the planet for two weeks. And he's that's just, true. I cannot argue with you on that one. That is true. Ryan but, the, Miller, but, but that's what okay, but that's why we're having this debate about like should the Olympics come to Vancouver? Because people are living off fumes of winning the Sidney Crosby scoring the gold medal uh winning goal. And it's like, ah, good memories. I want this serotonin back in my brain. I wouldn't even just keep it with hockey. I, you know, there's there were 13 other gold medals won. By the way, the women's team won. Both curling teams won. Alex Villado won gold. Tessa and Scott won gold. 
They won't win. How many other people do you think remember that though? How many other people do you think if you at if you ask like if you went like to a hundred different people on the street, how many of them do you think could name five other gold medals outside of like the Hockey Canada gold? Oh, I guarantee you, less than half. Oh, actually, fun story. Um, at the time, my next my across the street neighbor, guess what her name was? No idea. Myel Ricker, she won 2010 snowboard cross gold medal yeah i wouldn't have guessed that by the way but fun fact yeah i lived across but she was not actually my she was not my old record or whatever my no that's her name yeah that was her name yeah for real but she your next door neighbor won snowboard cross yes for real oh, okay so you could you should have just said that instead i didn't i well anyways maybe they, i'm just but yeah i got to see the gold medal it was, it was fucking sick it was really cool um but yeah, fun story about me. My neighbor was at the time. This was like four houses ago. Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think if I have any cool Olympic stories or memories. Basically, I was in the states when Canada won gold. Um, like I was watching a game in the states with my dad, and Canada mm-hmm. won gold in hockey. I went to a, a four by seven and a half kilometer cross country ski relay. Okay. At Callahan and Callahan. Yeah. That'd be cool. That was cool. Um, I took a bunch of like shells from the Callahan Valley from people shooting. Uh, oh, nice. Where, nice. They, where they talk about how these are like Olympic shells or whatever, and you guys could take yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think that was true. I think that was kind of bullshit because they were right. there for like years after the Olympics. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, uh, I was going to say, I was so, I was at the Whistler Sliding Center. My mom was a volunteer during the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I forget why, but. Um, she was a volunteer, and um, so she was at the sliding center, and obviously that's where Montgomery won gold, um, another gold medal, by the way. It's, it's six now for me um, that I've counted. Um, yeah, Montgomery won gold, and we were not at, in the village, but we were at the sliding center on our way back down because it's it's a gondola ride. It's a, it's at the um, yeah. I think I've been to the sliding center once. Anyway, it's a gondola. It's like a yeah. Excalibur halfway up. There's like a halfway point. You take the Excalibur up there, and that's kind of where the sliding center is. Um. Anyways, we were going down, and Montgomery was walking through Whistler Village on Village Stroll, chugging his uh, chugging his beer, his pint of beer. Yeah, or it wasn't even a pint. It was like a whole fucking jug of beer. It was um, a whole pitcher of beer. It's what he had. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool. And um, I watched like couple years after there was like the whole backstory behind the scenes like they filmed like some weird angle and like the bartender like got interviewed and shit he's like yo the guy was like yo montgomery's like the like crowd was like yo montgomery's walking through the street and um brother's like oh shit let me get a picture of of some molson or i think whatever it was i don't remember what it was and the guy runs out runs out and there's obviously a mob of like cameras and shit and there's a pitch, you know, the guy runs out and he just hands his picture of Peter Montgomery, just like, and you see him in the camera, just like turn, like he turns and, and runs away trying not to be seen, right? And yeah, it was a uh, cool, cool story there. I was, I always think, think highly of that. I was like, damn. I walked where I was, whenever I go skiing, I'm like, yeah, I walked where Montgomery was uh, chugging this beer. There's probably some, still some spills on the ground. So, well, that was in the village, wasn't it? Where, yes, uh... it was. yeah, it was in the village. Yeah, it was right outside. Um, I believe it was kind of outside Dublin Gate, like kind of by the steps, by the, um, you know, what, where Longhorn Saloon is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of in around that area. Okay. Um, my other Olympics hot take is that 
the U.S. has a great anthem. Italy has a great anthem. Canada's anthem is underwhelming. Japan's anthem is underwhelming. Um, like their national, kind of, yeah, their national anthems. They're a bit, they're a bit like very like depressing. Okay. So if you're looking for a great anthem, I suggest Italy's anthem. Italy anthem for us. Also, uh, Flower of Scotland. I don't know how well Scotland's doing in the summer games, but the Flower of Scotland, tremendous anthem. Uh, so that that was also my my anthem hot takes. Um, speaking of anthems, uh, let's yes. we'll shift in the music. See, this is a great way to uh, transition. See that? That was a I'm, great transition. That was, that was a I'm nice transition. Good at this, tra- this whole uh, podcasting thing. I'm learning from the best. They're big man. Don't worry. So um, you're listening. You're, you're listening to good podcasts, not, not just. I guess. Yeah. Speak of peace <laughs> podcast. Go. Uh, go check it out on uh, wherever you find your podcast. No. Um. Speaking of anthems, Kanye West is supposed to supposed to come out with an album this week. It's called Donda. So as far as we know, yeah, um, and he, I'm also supposed to have dinner on Friday. Like he, he never releases <laughs> when it's supposed to come out. Like who knows? But anyway, it's it is actually supposed to come out this Friday. Have you, have you seen that he's been living in like the Atlanta Stadium for like the last month? I thought it was last like two like week or something. I didn't. Know I don't know, but he's been he's he's been living in the Atlanta football like where the Falcons play Mercedes Benz Stadium as he finishes this album. And he's, I think he's, I think he's paying like a million dollar, million dollar a day rent. Wow, that's uh, that's expensive rent. Yeah, that's so like, cheaper than so cheaper than Vancouver rent though. Oh, uh, it's close, but it's uh, it's relatively the same. Also, uh, on music. Uh, the weekend is supposed to come out with a single. Um, I forget what it's called. I don't even know if you released the name yet, but uh, I, I can pull that up. I can pull that up for you. I'm, I'm looking looking at that stuff right now. Anyway, the dawn is coming. That's his. Um, one of his um, his captions on his Instagram post, but he is, yeah, supposedly, whatever that means, the dawn is coming after hours, and now he's kind of woken up, and he's the dawn is near, I guess. I don't know. Um, um, as a big weekend guy, it's going to be good to see what he comes out with his new, his next the, album. The weekend, the weekend's new single drops August 6th, Take My Breath. Take my breath. That's the, the song preview. Uh, the singer previewed the song in a new Tokyo Olympics commercial. Mm. Uh, speaking of uh, two things, I wanted to bring up uh, music entertainment wise. The uh, baby uh, said a lot of stupid shit at Lollapalooza. I don't know if you saw that. I heard about that. Yes, I didn't see it though. That uh, that's no bueno. That's no bueno. Uh, Dua Lipa apparently wanted to take his part out of the song "Levitating." Yeah. Which- it's gonna be hard, but yeah, that's very know. hard. That's very hard. If you do, you just like do you bleep the entire the baby uh, lyrics? Is that what you do? You just bleep <laughs> all of the baby's yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just like forty five seconds of just like <laughs> <laughs> just bleeps, just like this. Like no, I was gonna say, you know, you know when um, what's it called? You know when a TV goes like static. Like, Staticking just shuts off. It's just like that, that, that high pinging noise. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's just like a, the black with like the rainbow screen with like static. Yes. Yeah, and that, it's just like that, that is the whole the baby uh, verse. In- yeah. So, so in the Levitating music video, that's all you're going to see. Dua Lipa finishes her part, cuts to static, and then Dua Lipa finishes the song. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a uh, really, uh, really good stuff. <laughs> 
also, um, yeah, uh, the baby uh, should know better. Uh, I don't know if you also saw about Lollapalooza in the U.S. being like the biggest super spreader event of all time that I have seen. I heard it was an absolute riot. I would have liked to have been at that, not you know, not the COVID thing, but I I know uh, one person who went and he had oh. an awesome time. That's good. It was, uh, in, it was in Chicago, right? Yes. It was Chicago, yeah. But um, I was yeah, I was wondering what that was. There were like. I saw this big ass car. I was like, "Where the hell is this?" And then I found out later it was from Lollapalooza. Um, yeah, there was like 180,000 people who were in Chicago for Lollapalooza. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. So that's awesome. And Frank Ocean is headlining Lollapalooza in 2023. Uh, will he have new music by then? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. You think so? I would hope so. Might have a new usually, album. Usually, artists like. They do album one year, two or the next album one year. Yeah, but Frank Ocean, I, I want to pull up Frank Ocean stats now because he hasn't come up with anything in for, for a while. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. I'm just looking it up now. Frank Ocean, yeah, Blonde last came out in 2016. That's not that long ago. Five years is, is a. I guess, yeah. yeah. Relatively long time music wise. I guess that's true. Anyways, um, that's that's the. Do you have any other music or uh, or entertainment? Um, no, I think we're good. Music wise, because I mean, I don't. I haven't really been watching a whole lot of like new shows, new TV shows. Uh, kind outer of getting... season, outer action. I would say Outer Bank season two came out. Go check it out. Oh um, god. I know you're not a fan, but some people are. Ian. Some people like the show. Some people like mindless television, and it's not just South Park like myself. Actually, I've been we we've been kind of watching like Prices Right at night. Um, <laughs> we've been kind of getting into like the Game Show Network a little bit here recently. Okay, okay. In your uh, Burnaby hotspot. Burnaby. Uh, yeah, in our secret SYP headquarters in Burnaby, kind of on Burn Park Walk, off of Southgate. Like that's that's where you can find the SYP secret headquarters in Burnaby. <laughs> um, a uh, friend of the pod, Jevon, Jevon the Fabe, host of Left Side Heavy, great guy. Um, he knows where he lives. He's done some landscaping work there, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, Jevon knows where I live. Um, friend of the pod, just he's been on the pod. Justin knows where I live. Uh, you know where I, you know where where I live. Rab knows where I live. Of course. That's most of the people who know where I live. That's that's all the people who know where the SYP um, uh, secret headquarters are. Um. Go. Was there any hockey news that you wanted? I mean, hockey is kind of on vacation right now, but I don't know if there's any hockey. Yeah, it's kind of cooled off on the whole, um, you know, free agency front. That's kind of things have cooled down a bit. Um, the whole Eichel things is shit show. I think let's talk about that when there's actually news to talk about. Sure. Um, but I will uh, say, just quickly plug Thirty One Thoughts or I guess now 30, 32 Thoughts podcast um, yes. with Elliot Freeman, and Jeff Merrick. Um, they talked about. I I should actually I want to go listen to it, but I've heard that. There's a really good um, piece in that podcast about the whole um, surgery, the surgery debate with Eichel. And yeah, they did a whole they did a whole episode on uh, uh, with one of the doctors. I don't know That's if it's Eichel's. Do- I can't remember if it's Eichel's doctor specifically. I think it's just a, uh, a spinal doctor. Yeah, um, one of the best spinal surgeons in the world, for that matter, but um, in the United States for sure. So, 
yeah, it's a good listen. Uh, great podcast there as well. So go listen to 32 Thoughts with uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman. Because they, they definitely need our uh, push and our uh, help promoting it. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I don't have any other. Do you want to maybe do a, a creative? I mean, I got NFL content coming out this week. Do you want to do maybe a good, bad, or insert adjective here? A, a fun little. Uh, yeah, some, sure. We can bring it back. We can bring that back. I don't have any. We could also take a break and I can get myself a drink. Sure. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Ian's getting a drink. Stay with us. There's nothing quite like a day down on the farm with the family, that is. Unless it's a day on the farm with family, fresh maple syrup, and Jackson's sugar bush. The winter's been good to us here, and we like to share the fruits of the season with you. At the farm, you can take a ride in the one-horse open sleigh, eat pancakes to your heart's content in the chalet, or celebrate the holiday season with your folks by booking the lodge for Christmas gatherings, complete with a tasting of our famous ice wine. It's as easy as dialing 555-5555 to make reservations, but hurry because dates are going fast. Jackson Sugarbush, it just wouldn't be winter without us. Still trying to get that yard into shape? Enough is enough, I say. A real man isn't afraid of asking for a little help, is he? Well, I know when I called Landscape 911, they helped me get out of a real bind. You see, my in-laws were coming from overseas and were expecting to see a garden paradise. With weeds everywhere, yellow grass, and a lump of who knows what in the corner, I needed help and fast. Because it was an emergency, as they called it, they arrived almost immediately with a crew that would have impressed Napoleon. Needless to say, calling Landscape 911 saved my yard, my skin, and probably my marriage. Check them out at www.website.com. Landscape 911, because you never know when you'll need them. All right, welcome back to the podcast. So Scott and I are going to do a good, bad, insert adjective here. We're each going to give one thing to the other person, and that other person has to say whether it's good, bad, or insert another adjective. Uh, Scott, do you want to kick or receive? Um, <laughs> I'm assuming we're referring to like a football game. That is correct. Yes. Um, usually the first half I like to kick. I like to have the second half. Mm, mm, I like kicking the first half because I, I always have a good defense. And I know my defense will get a stop in the first possession. So good call. So I'll go first then. Uh, so let's talk about good, bad, interagative here. Olympic sailing. Okay. Now we've had this debate for a, a few weeks now yeah. where you you think that watching sailing pales in comparison. By the way, me and ninety five percent of other people. This isn't about ninety five percent of other people. This is just about you and I. But whatever, that's fine. Other people could agree with you. That's not illegal. I don't have anything against that. So, Olympic sailing. Sure. Is is it good, bad? or insert adjective here. How, what are your thoughts on Olympics? Have you watched any Olympic sailing? I honestly haven't, no. Um, mm. I haven't seen any. Um, I'm not sure it even happened. Uh, it, it has, actually. You just oh. haven't paid attention. You haven't been looking on cbcolympics.com, where you can find all your Olympic coverage if you live I guess in that Canada. Just, that just proves my point on how much I'd rather be doing it than watching it. So there's, um, yeah. I think I think say, Olympic sailing spot. I, honestly, you know, I don't have an issue with any of the Olympic events. Um, we talked about earlier about some events that could go, but 
Um, I think all the Olympic events are fine, and it's yeah. I don't know. I don't have any issue with Olympic sailing. I'd rather still do sailing than watch it, but that's just me and other people. But um, yes. Listen, I I think it was good. I enjoy watching uh, the men's forty nine er competition. Uh, I think it was last week. I thought it was fan. I thought it was fun. They didn't actually have a commentary team calling the sailing action uh maybe because that's how low lowly regarded they have olympic sailing but i thought it was fun to watch i thought it was enjoyable i think it's good to watch i don't think i would actually want to do it it sounds like hell to actually do but i enjoyed watching it all right what's your what's your good bad or insert adjective here so my good bad insert adjective here is um related to some of my okanagan friends um people that live or are living up there in the summer and something I hopefully will be doing next year, but. And just, getting, and, and giving and spreading, spreading COVID throughout the whole. Well, that hopefully won't be an issue next year. Anyways, that's irrelevant. Masks are mandatory inside now for, for the time being. Um, Okanagan boat tie-ups. So when you're on the lake, you're tying up the boat. You have yeah. like an absolute row of boats. Yeah. Good, bad, insert adjective here. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm not the biggest boat guy. Like, uh, like, I'm always the guy who wants, like, who wants to be the friend of the boat owner. I would never want to own a boat. I would always want to be the friend of the guy who owns the, or, or the friend, of the male or female who owns the boat. Sure. Because owning a boat, tying up a boat, dealing with a boat just seems like a lot of shit that I don't want to deal with. I already have so much going on. or it, I got too much going on. I don't need to worry about a boat. So, interesting. They're 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 av- they're fine. They're average. I'm not, you know, it's not my thing. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to sit here and say yeah. that it's shit, but it's just not my thing. Okay. As we know, SYP creator Armin, big boat guy. That he he yeah, big boat guy, but he doesn't have a boating license. No, nope. he's never really been on a boat or nope. a jet ski. And he, and he lives in Edmonton for, like, 10 months of the year. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's Not the biggest boating culture. Every Albertan co- goes to Okanagan or Shushwap Lake, I guess, to go and boat anyways. No, there's some pretty good boating spots in uh, Alberta. In, Are in there? Alberta. There's a lot of lakes in Alberta. Are talk there? To, talk, yeah, talk to my good buddy uh, Bradley Givens. He, he knows a thing or two about boating and water skiing and He's a national water skiing coach. Fun we, fact. We, we should uh, we should get Bradley on the pod here, and we could just yeah talk about, talk about some Bertus things and and boating things and yeah we we give we give a lot of shit to Alberta, but maybe he'll have some perspective on if yeah. it's act, that shitty. I mean, I don't think I don't think it is, but that's again. There's a lot of Alberta gets a lot of flack on this podcast, but they probably should. It's ninety percent Ian, and we have fans in Alberta, and I still bad mouth it. So, it goes to show where I'm coming from. You, 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 you could t- you could tell that I am like the ultimate like BC, Washington State, West Coast, where I'm just like shit talking Alberta, where it probably doesn't you, deserve it, but I still feel obligated. You would be, to be a so. you would be a big pr- proponent of uh, Cascadia becoming a country and separating from the rest of uh not necessarily that it's just more just like blocking the border from alberta and opening the border with the u.s i would make that trade in a heartbeat if if we got to open the u.s border but close the alberta border that's a win in my books 
makes makes one of us but that's um what were we talking about with the with the bow ties you were talking about bow tie ups oh bow tie ups that was the good bad intro adjective yes here. um it's yeah. it's it's fine it's fine it's, okay cool. it's fine yeah, it's, it's average it, it's fun just not during covid they think about all the covid that you could pass between each other and but again yeah but we know some people we, we we know some people who went up boating and you know rented yeah, a whole people are doing that still so yeah, i mean i hope to, i hope to be doing that in september so um well yeah we'll see are you gonna go boating in september is that your plan i'd, lo- I'd love to it's actually a plan yeah mm. I, I hey i have a license and have means to rent a boat so I guess, it, I guess when I come up in early October, it's probably not going to be uh, much of a thing up there in early yeah, October. Cold there, big guy. It might be a yeah. bit cold. Yeah. Not October great. Two, we'll turn our focus to uh, frozen water on the ice. Some, uh, rock, some hockey. Rockets and silver tips. Uh, home op- or Everett's first game of the year, right? Everett's first game of the year. Kelowna's home opener. That home game opener. has McNaughton written all over. Like, I know my dad's trying to go to that game. I'm going to be going yeah. to that game. That game has McNaughton written all over there it. There you go. Maybe we'll get Neil, the other McNaughton, out there, too. I doubt it, but we'll, we never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's really all I got for the podcast. Is there anything else you want to discuss here before we uh, head out? Um, yeah, I just want to quickly shout out Canada's um, track and field athletes, um, particularly the men, um, Andre DeGrasse and oh, what's his name? Um, oh, Jeb, Andre, Br- no, not Andre Brown. Um, his last name's Brown, but let me let me quickly look at it, but I'll stall for you. Listen, well, uh, uh, track and field athletes, those guys and girls absolutely rock. Um, we were watching a 400 meter hur- women's 400 meter hurdles uh, earlier today, and I fucking can't do hurdles. Do you remember in middle school? I think it was grade nine. We yep. had this end of the year party social thing that we were doing, and somebody yep. brought out the hurdles onto the track at our school. And then we were all supposed to like jump the hurdles. And I'm pretty sure I sacked myself. This was like at the end of the day when I was exhausted and we all had junk food. And I'm pretty sure like Mr. Verbeek wanted me to jump one hurdle and I'm pretty sure I sacked myself. <laughs> oh man. Because it's like jumping over a kitchen counter. Like it's three and a half feet. Like it's no small distance. Like, so I don't remember small. that. That's yeah. It's jumpable. Um, Andre DeGrasse and Aaron Brown qualified ah. for the men's 200 meter final. I was, it was an A. I, I knew it was an A, but it was close. Um, they qualify for the men's 200 meter final, which is supposed to go at like 5.55 eat Pacific Standard Time to this morning. Um, so yeah, might might be get up, might get up to watch that. But um, yeah, go go Canadian men, two guys in the men's 200 final. Um, there's two the guys in the decathlon, so it's the 10 event. Um, so far we, through we two events, we should do events. that. We should do that as an SYP event, as a decathlon, as some sort of 10 event, two day. What if we do a team decathlon? Like you get 20, 20 people, two teams of 10, evenly split. One person does each event. There you go. That would be interesting. Um, uh, anyways, uh, what were you saying about decathlon athletes before I interrupted you like an asshole? Two Canadian decathlon athletes um, currently hold the first two spots after three events, after one day of the decathlon. Mm. I think it's like a four-day four event. Yeah, it's a two-day so, event. No, it's it's three days for sure. There are only three events. How today? Oh, so then probably a three event. I, I I just figured that aren't regulated decathlons two event two days. Mm, depends what it is, but anyways, yeah, not the point. But um, yeah, anyways, go go Canadian men. Um, 
And also shout out Canadian women for putting on an absolute show at the Olympics this year. They were project as we talked about in our Olympics preview, uh, projected to win a huge chunk of Canada's medals. I think so far they've won most of them, if not. They all. are winning a whole lot of Canada's medals. That is for sure. Yeah. So go Canadian women. Um, I'm good. I got that's that's all I got to say. Go Canada. Go, best country in the world. So. Uh, I don't have a lot of, I need to plug this week. Uh, I got a couple articles. I got three articles coming out on the Kraken Chronicle where I talk about, uh, three different player profiles of guys that the Kraken took in the expansion draft. So I got that out. Uh, I got, uh, two NFL, uh, preview season previews coming out for the AFC East and the NFC North. Uh, be on the lookout for that. And I got uh, two YouTube videos on the way as well for our YouTube channel. Uh, we're discussing uh, the rugby. I'm talking about rugby sevens at the Tokyo Olympics. And I'm talking about the F1 race that happened this past weekend in Hungary, where Valtteri Bottas just decided to crash half of the field and ruin everybody's day. And uh, I'm going to be talking about that later on this week. And then Saturday, the other thing I wanted to plug, I guess I could do this on a later pod this week, but Saturday, uh, the WALA is doing a futures event at Poirier uh, Sports Complex, I believe yep, it is, in, Co- yep. in Coquitlam. Uh, I will be there all day Saturday doing that, covering that. Uh, there's three games, I think, three or four games scheduled for that day. So if there's no posts on Saturday on the SYP Instagram page, that's why it's because I'm going to be busy all day Saturday covering Lax. That's why I'm back on selections this week. Ian, thank you yeah. last week. That was very spur of the moment, but thank you. Um, you're, you're welcome. Tanner won. Shout out Tanner, by the way. He went undefeated to win uh, selection. That's a solo dub for Tanner winning. Uh, there you go. It's uh, a, yeah, I guess solo dubs are always held with higher value on selections because it truly means you were you were the best. Yeah, I, undefeated. We, we've talked about this. I think we've explained this to people before. Like for selections, like you, yeah. you have to go – you have to at least win half of your game through th- – Three quarters of your games, you need to win to have a shot at winning. And then about yeah. – if you go undefeated, then you're a lock to win. We I had a three and two winner one week. Yeah, you have, like, you have like three or two win, like, and you have like four people who win. But then yeah, if you get like a five and one or a six and oh or whatever, then – Yeah, you're, it's you're pretty pre- good. It's a good week, yeah. You're pretty Callum. well in, in for the win. Callum went seven and oh one week when I told him not not to Callan Ravisher went seven and zero, and that got them a podcast appearance you're welcome boys by the way um Ian wasn't gave me shit for that but anyways um apparently Callum's been a favorite by the way what do you mean Callum's been a favorite on the podcast I've got a couple of people who have raved about having Callum on the pod he's a great podcaster I think he's he's very he's a good he's a natural he's very good speaking and public speaking and this is kind of his like forte you know very personable 100%. 100 no so, so. anyway that's the podcast for uh uh tuesday night coming out wednesday that's the wednesday pod thank you very much for listening uh we appreciate all your support uh we'll be back again later this week and we'll talk to you then peace out peace